You're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun. Live. Wait, I hit the wrong button. All right, we are live today. Bernie Sanders has dropped out of the race. And we're going to get four more years of Trump. We're going to get four more years of Trump. I can already tell. I can already tell by the way people are reacting on social media that we're going to get four more years of Trump. Already. I can already tell. Don't complain. I don't want you to complain. The people that don't want to go out and vote, that's going to tell me about what Biden did in 1994. And I like, don't complain. That's all I'm saying. I don't want to hear your complaints. But before I get to Biden, we got to talk about Tom Brady, Red Cup, and Hydra Magna. Now, you're probably wondering to yourself, what's Hydra Magna? Uh, hopefully, you've watched some of the MCU movies, and hopefully, you, you know what's going on in the comic. Hydra are basically Nazis, right? They're Nazis that after, you know, whatever, World War II, went into hiding, but they were always around, like a secret society. Like, you didn't know that they were Hydra, right? And so what they did was they infiltrated the government, they infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D., they infiltrated all of this stuff. Hail Hydra, just like, you know, hail Hitler. And so basically, Hydra is like the Nazis. So what's Hydra MAGA? You want to know what Hydra MAGA is? Those are people that are MAGA, but they're smart enough to not publicly say it. So they're underground. You know, so Tom Brady went on, on Howard Stern. And Howard Stern said, said, what's up with your boy Trump? He said, well, Trump's my friend. Trump's my boy. But I don't like to be political with it. Because that's a no-win situation for me. So I just don't talk about it. And I separate the two. So, you know, he's my boy. He's my friend. But I just don't talk about it. Because I don't want, you know, the backlash, right? So, basically, it's in the shadows. That's how Hydra Maga is. See, Hydra Maga can be your friend, can be your neighbor, can be a co-worker, could be the person that you're having a, a cool conversation with at the grocery store. You know, it could be your mailman. It could be, all of these people could be Hydra Maga. And you just never know because they don't outwardly talk about it. But those are the people that go and vote for Donald Trump. You say, how did Donald Trump win? These are the people. These are people that you know, that you deal with every single day, that seem like good enough people, right? But they're really MAGA. Tom Brady just said it out in the light. He didn't say, I don't like Trump anymore. He didn't say Trump not my boy. He said, I don't want to get political because it's a no-win situation for me. Because once you take a side, then people are going to come at you from both ways. He just said what, what everybody thinks. I'll give you an example. I had uh, somebody paint a room in my house, right? I went on Task Rabbit and, and found somebody to paint a room in my house. And the guy came over and he painted the room, right? He painted the room. And while he was painting the room, we were having a conversation. Conversation about sports and family and kids. It just seemed like the nicest guy in the world, right? Seemed like a really cool guy. Him and his brother had started the painting business, blah, blah, blah. Everything seemed great. This guy seemed like the nicest guy on the planet 
who was painting my house, right? Or painting the room in my house. He finished painting the house. He's like, I'm out. You know, I'm gone. Have a good day. Be blessed. All of that stuff. I went to take out the trash after the man had painted my room. When I went out to take the, take the trash out, his truck was still out there. He was putting the, the, the stuff in his truck. And what did I see? A Confederate flag and Make America Great sticker. Red cup. You just don't know. I had spent two hours with this guy and would have never known. Would have never known. And then I was mad because I basically gave MAGA some money to paint my, my room. I was upset about it, but it was too late. The paint was already dry. You know what I'm saying? The paint, the paint was already dry. You know what I'm saying? If I'd have known beforehand, I'd have been like, no, thank you. And just sent them on his way. But I didn't know. He was nice. He was cool. We was talking about, you know, should the Cowboys, you know, sign that, that Prescott, you know, all of this stuff. Just having a regular old conversation. Confederate flag MAGA sticker on the back of his truck. Would have never known. Hydra. Hell Hydra. Those are the people that you got to worry about. Those are the people that, that, that you don't know. And that's, you know, it's, it's, they've infiltrated. They've infiltrated the entire system, the political system, the business, the judges, the cops, all of those people. They've infiltrated it. Hydra, Magda's nothing but Hydra. I think it was like a Ford 250. I don't know. It was a Ford something. They've infiltrated. You see what I'm saying? The military, you know, the, the they've infiltrated the medical stuff. They've infiltrated all of this. You just didn't know. What was happening was, while we had Obama and we thought everything was cool, they kept infiltrating. They kept plotting. And basically, Donald Trump is a weapon of a bigger cause, right? Like, they don't like Donald Trump, but Donald Trump, they, they point him in a direction like a weapon. He, say, he can say the things that they can't say. So he's their weapon. You know what I'm saying? So they just put Donald Trump out there and he can say whatever he's going to say. He's going to say crazy stuff and all of that stuff. He's like the Maturian candidate. All of the stuff that Donald Trump says, Pence believes. You see what I'm saying? He just won't say it because he's a politician. All of the stuff that Trump is saying, there's your people at your job, there's people that you work with, all of that stuff, who believe the same thing. So when Donald Trump says, you know, shithole countries. They believe that. When Donald Trump says all the Mexicans come over and they raping our women, they believe that, right? When Donald Trump says, yeah, you know, it's just a virus. It ain't no big deal or nothing. They believe that. When, when, when anything that Donald Trump says, they believe because that's how cults work. It's nothing but a cult. That's how it works. It's a fine line between religion and cult, right? And MAGA's is more or less a cult. It's like David Koresh, like Jim Jones. So they just believe it. So like normal people, like the regular everyday people that are rational and stuff, they see this thing, they see, they see what Trump is saying, like that's a lie. Well, that doesn't make any sense, et cetera, et cetera. But you don't understand there's hundreds, thousands, millions of people that are sitting at their home, right? They're sitting at their, at their house right now saying, yeah, that's what Trump said. So when Dr Trump says, hey, they don't like, Trump says you don't like the media, people hate the media. <laughs> people don't like the media. So when Trump says you're a nasty person, you're media. 
the society don't respect black women. So when Trump, you know, calls a black woman out for things, oh, you know, Cletus, you know, from Ozark is sitting there watching and says, yeah, fuck those niggers. <laughs> How they talk to my president like that? It's a cult. It's a lot more people than you think. It's a lot more people. You know why? I tell you why. Social media is a bad representation of the real world. You know why? Because people say stuff on social media that they would never say in real life, right? So there's probably a guy or a girl on social media that's dropping in calling people niggers and go back to Africa and hang yourself and snowflake and all of that stuff. And you'll see that same person, right, at the grocery store. And if you're going down the aisle, they'll, they'll sit there and talk to you about toilet paper or talk to you about cheese it. They're not going to say that stuff to your face. So it's, it's, a, it's, not a, it's not real. You know what I'm saying? But they believe it. They just won't say it to your face. You know what I'm saying? Nobody says the things that they say on social media on like a consistent. Some people talk on social media all day. Just talk shit on social media all day, 24 hours a day. All they do is talking shit and trolling and being racist and all that stuff. But then they go to work for eight hours and they don't say shit to anybody. How you doing, Bill? How you doing, Bob? Yeah, I'm doing great. The family's doing good. Then they get on social media at their lunch break and then they say all of this crazy stuff. You see what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? So those are the people. So the problem is, honestly, right now, the problem is we don't know who is who. That's the problem with Hydra. Who's in Hydra? Captain America in Hydra or not in Hydra? It's like uh, the, the um, not the clones. Who's the, uh, uh, what's the green people in the MCU? Uh, you know what I'm talking about. The people that uh, was in Captain Marvel. Uh, the scrolls, right? You don't know who's real, and you don't know who's a scroll, right? That's the whole thing. If you, it's comic book stuff, but the scrolls basically could take the place of an actual person, right? And what they would do is they they would you know do what they want to do. So, like for instance, like Jason Whitlock, right, would be a scroll, right? Because at some point, Jason Whitlock was like a normal person that talked about normal things, and then it went left. Somebody took over his body, and all of a sudden went crazy. You see what I'm saying? So he's a scroll. Like, you're like, why is he acting like that? He's a scroll. Like, what is it, diamond and silk? Silk and diamond? These are scrolls. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? These are people that are just switch over. Now, I'm just using that as an example, not literally. But you get what I'm saying, is that people can be manipulated to do something against their better nature, is what I'm saying. Red cup. Yeah, and that's a problem. It's a serious, it's a serious problem. But here's why we're dumb. I'll tell you why we're dumb. Because even if a MAGA, MAGA person will go on TV, right, and say this. They'll say this. They'll say, you know something? I disagree with Trump. Uh, I, I don't like what he said. I feel like he's not doing good things. Blah, blah, blah. They're going for five minutes about all the stuff that Trump, they're like, yeah, I lost my job, even though Trump said that I was going to have more money and all these, I lost my job, I lost my house, I lost my pension, all of this stuff. And at the end of all of that, you know what that same person will say? But I'm still going to vote for Trump. And that's the difference between MAGA, Hydra MAGA, and everybody else, right? At a certain point, I heard people were telling me, because I was like, look, don't, don't be mad if Trump wins again. And they're like, why, Rob? Why, Rob, do I have to pick 
between the lesser of two evils, Rob. Rob, it's not right. I shouldn't have to pick between the, the, the lesser of two evils. I shouldn't have to do that, Rob. Rob, why? Why, Rob? Why, Rob? Why? Well, let me explain something to you. In reality, we talk about real life. Every day, you're picking between the lesser of two evils. In, 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 or three evils or four evils. Like, we don't live in a utopia, right? We are always picking between the lesser of two evils. We're all, because society is fucked up, right? I don't like the cops, but if somebody robbed my house, I still gonna call 911. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't like the cops. I don't trust the cops. I think they may shoot me for no reason at all. But if someone broke into my car, I would still call 911. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? If I was being assaulted, I would still call 911. That's the lesser of two evils. Like, you know, do I want to find a person that robbed me and assaulted me or whatever? Or do I just want to say, well, shoot, the co uh, cops are dirty. So, but it's still their job. It's still their job to do it. You're, you're the lesser of two evils, right? Everybody at the TMZ offices are not probably good people. And this is any office, honestly, right? I'm pretty sure there are some hydromagna people there. I'm pretty sure there are some racist people there. I'm pretty sure that there's a lot of weird stuff going on there, right? But, but I can be, I can use my platform to be helpful to other things there. Furthermore, just on a, on a, on a, let's just cut through the shit. Furthermore, I can line my pockets so I can do better things with my life and my family. It's the lesser of two evils. As long as you're not selling out yourself, you're always dealing with the lesser of two evils. You go to work, wherever you work at, trust me, your boss may be racist as fuck, right? Your boss may be super racist, right? But you still got to pay your rent. You see what I'm saying? You still got to pay your car note. You still got to take care of your kids. So even if your boss is, the, if the check still comes, you got to be like, hey, I got to go to work. You got to go to work. I got to deal with a racist boss. I got to go to work. It's the less. It doesn't make you a bad person. It's the lesser of two evils. You see what I'm saying? That That is what I'm trying to say. Everyday life is the lesser of two evils. You have to deal with things that you may necessarily don't agree with, right? I'll give you another example. Give you a perfect example. Lesser of two evils, right? I'm at the NBA Finals one year, right? And I'm sitting next to the lady that was calling Jameis like a rapist, right? Just for no reason, you know, like just calling him a rapist. Because that's not what we're supposed to do. It's, it's, it's allegedly when it's Ben Roethlisberger, but for Jameis, all of a sudden, he's just a rapist. It's a rapist. It's a rapist. Not to sit next to this lady. Now, I had a choice, right? I had a choice. Lesser of two evils. I could have made a scene or I could have told her, hey, I didn't appreciate that, you know, you called Jameis a rapist and I don't like you and you're racist as fuck and all of this stuff, or, or I could sit there, do my questions, continue to build my brand, continue to bring my credibility and stuff. So you, all the time, there's the lesser of two. I wanted to, I wanted to, I want to turn right in the middle of everybody that was there and say, you know something, that was racist. You were racist, and I think you were racist, and you said suspect things before, and I don't like you, <laughs> right? But, that's not real life. That's not how it works in real life. There's 500 people around. There's NBA people around. There's my job 
my livelihood, the way that I make money, the way that I can make a difference is predicated on the fact that I do well at what I'm doing. Not my personal grudges. There's a time and a place for stuff like that. That wasn't the time and that wasn't the place. So I had to do what I had to do. It's the lesser of two evils. So when you say that, you don't want to pick between the lesser of two evils so you don't want to do anything, that's a problem. Because you do it every day. Every day you pick between the lesser of two evils. Every single day you do. So to not vote for Biden because you don't like Biden or Trump or because you was a Bernie bro or you like, you know, everybody, politicians are suspect, right? Camilla was a cop, you know, was a, was a prosecutor that tried to get black men out the paint. You know, you know, you know, Biden is, is handsy, may have dementia uh, and, you know, did a crime bill back in the day. Hillary was, we know about Hillary. Bill liked to get his dick sucked in the, in the thing. They're all, they're all corrupt, <laughs> They're all corrupt. You know what I'm saying? All politicians are corrupt. Some of them are just mask it a little better. Uh, you know, with Andrew Gillum, you know, he likes to smoke meth with, with, with white escorts, male escorts. Hey, they're all a, a suspect. They all got skeletons in their closet. You see what I'm saying? So you have to make a choice in life. Like, okay, this person is bad, but this person is way bad. Now, the problem with Trump is that even if you think Biden is bad, there are times within our country where we just need someone to be normal. Trump is not a normal person, right? He is he is way out. Anybody that can be like, listen, yeah, I saw some models and it says, you know, 200 and, and, and 250 people, 1,000 people are going to die. But I didn't see the model, you know, but, you know, I smashed some IG models back in the day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, who does that? That's not normal stuff. I'm pretty sure that Biden wouldn't say he smashed an IG model while talking about a pandemic. E-swag. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's, that, I mean, it's, it's not normal. And then, like, come on, dog. You, you, couldn't, you couldn't save your smash an IG model joke for another time. Come on, dog. Come on. I, I don't expect much for Trump, but can't, please, please, people are dying left and right. You really going to want us to know that you smashed an IG model right now, right at this moment? <laughs> you just had to add that part in there? That's when you know you can't control it, Red Cup. He can't control himself. Say, well, why can't Trump? If someone's been acting a certain way for 70 years, you can't expect them to change, like, overnight. So it, it, it's weird to me when people say, I can't believe that, that Trump would say this. Why can't you believe it? He's been saying it for 70 years. You know, you know, I, you know, I don't know if you know, Biden is likable, unlikable. It, it really doesn't matter, right? I really didn't care who, I didn't care if it was Bernie Bro, if it was Biden, it was Warren. I really didn't care. I didn't think, I didn't think any woman could beat Trump. Because if it's one thing they hate more, white white people hate more than black people, is a white woman in power or any type of woman in power. You know what I'm saying? So they that ain't, that's not happening. They, you couldn't if you couldn't get Hillary, you weren't gonna get any woman to beat Trump. Not no those no the the snaggletooth backwoods Ozark white man was not gonna let no woman be president. They were not gonna let me. You you know what I'm talking about? Those Joe Exotic people was not gonna let no woman be be president. 
I can tell you that right now. Now, Biden has a shot because Biden, he has a shot. I don't know how good of a shot, but he has a shot because he's basically Joe White man. So maybe he can get a few of the white guys and the white women over to his side. Maybe. I don't know. I really don't know. All I know is, is I, I'm not, I'm not, I won't be surprised if we get Trump for four more years red cover. That's why but I'm just saying, don't complain. Don't complain. There's enough people. Well, well you, here's the thing. If, if there's, all right, let's put it to you like this. If, let's say Joe is hype, right? There's there's a couple of different type of, of type of things in the hierarchy. There's a couple of things in the hierarchy here, okay? Like, even in Hydra, right, there are people that are smooth with it, and then there's people that are Trump. Like, even in the Mafia. Like, you go look at the Mafia, there's a reason people like Lucky Luciano can hang out and, and, and do things, and there was reasons why people like, uh, you know, Al Capone couldn't. You gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta have, you know, the, 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 you gotta have, you gotta think about these things. Here's the thing about the bill. I, I hear that, okay? I, I hear that about the bill. Here's the thing about the bill that he created. This is the problem that I, that I have with that, right? He did a crime bill, right, in 1994. A lot of people pointed, but what about the crime bill? What about the crime bill? What about the crime bill? I get it, right? It was a bad bill in 1994 or whatever it may be. Any type, all these crime bills are against black people. We we know this, right? We know this. My, the question is, what you really need to understand is, okay, so he did it. Can't get around it, right? What is he going to do in 2020, right? Do you feel... That if you had your choice, who's going to be the person that is going to, you know, care about you, you know, uh, or your well-being, you know, more? Trump or Biden? Now, I'm not saying that either one is going to do you right, right? But if you had to put your life in somebody's hands, would you want to put your life hands in Trump or would you want to put your life hands in Biden? That That's, and, uh, actually, would you want to put your yeah, the life in the hands of Trump or literally anybody? You see what I'm saying? Or anybody. You know. Well, Trump, Trump, you know, Trump did invest in the drug. I mean, Trump's a criminal. Like, I mean, the only reason he's not in jail is because he's rich and white and he's the president. I mean, that's it. I mean, he's a criminal. But you can be a criminal and you can be an idiot. And you can, that's the difference between, if you want to know what the real difference between equality in our country, it's, it's real simple. The, the the difference is, is that to achieve something as a black person, right, you basically got to be perfect to achieve the highest levels, right? You have to be perfect. You 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 have to be perfect. You you can't have a lot of any type of issues that they deem issues. A white person doesn't have to be perfect at all. They can become the president. Or be close to perfect. Could be very flawed. Could be a pretty much terrible person and still become the president. That's the difference in equality. You see what I'm saying? That that is that's the difference in equality. Just look at quarterbacks in the NFL, right? Now I know Jameis threw 30 interceptions. I know Cam Newton wears AKA outfits, right? But let's be honest, right? Jameis Winston and Cam Newton is, is better than a lot of these guys that are already signed. <laughs> you know this is as factual, right? You know, you know this is factual. 
You know, so you know, if, if you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick can come out dressed like Conor McGregor with his chest hair out and still get a job. People think it's cool when Conor, you know, I, and I'm not saying that either way, but 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 Ryan Fitzpatrick can come out with gold chains and his chest hair out and everything, and people think it's great. White white reporters think it's amazing. They think it's amazing, right? Cam Newton wears an AKA outfit, and all of a sudden he's a distraction. You see what I'm saying? Like it, that's just how it works. You know what I'm saying? Phillip Rivers has passion. Phillip Rivers throws 100 interceptions, 90 years old. He still has passion to get $25 million. Jameis, who's a young quarterback, meaning that he still has time to grow and progress, and he also threw 30, 32 touchdowns all of a sudden, but he's the problem. He can't be fixed. You know, he can't be fixed. So Jameis can't be fixed at, what, 25, 26? But Phillip Rivers, who's 105 years old, has 37 kids, and a 7,000 interceptions, all of a sudden, is better than Jacoby Brissett? Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. Let, let's just be honest. We just got, we just got to be honest. We got to be honest about this. If, if Jameis Winston was light-skinned, <laughs> if Jameis Winston was white, he would have a job right now. I mean, it's, it's, it's true. Can't, if can't, can't. I told this to somebody the other day. Cam Newton is is, is doing uh, well, he's doing documentaries and he's doing all of this stuff and blah blah blah. All that stuff is going to be held against him. It's going to be held against him, you know. But but you know, Tom Brady can do documentaries and and Baker Mayfield can dance and go behind the Cheesecake Factory and all of that stuff and get head and all that stuff. And it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? So that's the problem. Right with equality, right? It's not that people don't get opportunities. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying to get your opportunities as a black person, your 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 what's the what's the phrase that I'm looking for? Your your margin of error is very low. Your your margin of error is very low. There's a reason that Kirk Cousins keeps getting money, but Dak Prescott is having to beg and plead Jerry to get uh, Tony Romo. Is no better, no different than, than Dak Prescott was. But he never had a problem getting money from Jerry Jones. He never had a problem getting money from Jerry Jones. You know what I'm saying? Never had a problem. And he, he was about the same as Dak. See, I mean, it's no real difference. They both kind of like, Kirk Cousins, no real difference between Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott. Kirk Cousins don't have any problem at all. Kirk Cousins is like, hey, I want, you know, $90 million guaranteed. Okay, no problem. Kirk Cousins, you know, they had a pretty good season last year. They're like, hey, give me another $100 million. No problem. I want, you know, I want to make sure that the contract is written that over the three years I'm probably going to get all my $100 million. No problem. No problem. I mean, Alex Smith. The Redskins was like, mm, Alex Smith looked like he was washed, but hey, let's give him, you know, $90 million, $70 million. No problem. And even though Dak is like Hydra Maga himself, it's still, it should open his eyes to certain things. Dak is like, look, I don't have a problem with the money. I just wanted short years because I know that you guys do a lot of funny money. I do. That's all he said. Like, I know you guys do funny money. So... Yeah, because the the he his his contract was guaranteed for injury, so yeah, he gets all his cash. And Jerry Jones is like, no, I want to make it like eighteen years, 
and I want to put all this funny money in there so I can cut you just in case. When Jerry Jones put, Jerry Jones, you know, Jerry Jones put Jalen Smith. Remember J, you know, Jalen Smith, the linebacker? And he had, he had messed up his, I give Jerry, like, Jerry is smart. This is what Jerry Jones did. Jalen Smith jacked up his knee at, at Notre Dame in a bowl game that he shouldn't have been playing in, right? And honestly, his knee was, his leg was so jacked up, he should have fell farther in the draft. But Jerry picked him up in the second round because Jerry, like, is smart. Jerry likes doing stuff like this. So at this point, Jalen Smith feels beholden to, to Jerry Jones, you know, because he didn't let him fall so far in the draft. So when it came contract time, he took a contract under market value. And then Jerry had Jalen Smith go up on the stage basically and tell Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott, hey, be like me and take less money. See, that's, that's how Jerry thinks. That's how Jerry used his black players. Had that man up there not talking about his contract, not talking about, you know, his journey to be back healthy. I killed himself to be back healthy. But he had him up there saying, you know, hey, take less money. Less money. Well, Steve, NFL, won't, NFL players won't get more contracts, better contracts, because they signed another 10-year CBA, which is ridiculous. Why would you sign a CBA for 10 years that locks the players into a certain amount, but don't lock the owners into making more? Just dumb. Red cup. Mike Gundy and and Dabo Luther King, Dabo Sweeney, are, are both Hydra MAGA too. I mean, what do you think somebody with a mullet in Oklahoma and somebody in Clemson, South Carolina, actually thinks about? I mean, come on. They're, they're MAGA. They, you, when, it's not hard to 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 ID who's MAGA because they use the same terminology, calling it the Chinese flu, you know, Dabo Luther King talking about how can <laughs> Dabo Luther King said, how can this country be racist? You guys got Obama and Michael Jordan. Like if that ain't no MAGA stuff, I don't know what is. Dabo Luther King said, hey, it can't be racist. You got Michael Jordan. You got Obama. What you upset about? What you tripping about? Dabo Luther King said, if they pay players, I'm not going to coach. Dabo Luther King makes $10 million a year. They got a private jet. <laughs> Mike Gundy has been an average coach for about 15 years. But he got a mullet in Oklahoma. <laughs> Mike Gundy said, basically, and I'm just, I like to cut through the bullshit of quotes and tell you the real quote. Mike Gundy said, listen, if a couple of people die, you know, from the coronavirus, listen, so be it. If a couple of the kids die, you know, if a couple of the whatever die, it's all right. We got to pay for the great state of Oklahoma. So what, man, a little coronavirus gets spread here and there. Who cares if the kids spread it to someone that got a bad immune system? Yeah, that, yeah, Dabo Luther King is wild, man. Dabo Luther King is wild. Yeah, he said, oh, man, they good. That shows you anybody with a mullet, you can't take seriously anyway. But, you know, I don't understand how people don't seem to understand. Yes, you may be fine, but if you have a, a virus, you can spread it to other people. I mean, I don't, I don't understand why that's such a hard concept. You know, Mike Leach is another one with his conspiracy theories. Mike Leach is in Mississippi, you know, doing, you know, and I, I get it. You know, he's selling jokes or whatever, but, you know, hanging noose and stuff. 
Like all of these college football coaches are, are such, Urban Meyer is another one. He's suspect. They're all a MAGA suspect. I remember Urban Meyer's wife was going off on Colin Kaepernick. I, I, I was look. I was happy we got the one national championship at Ohio State, but I didn't shed any tears when he left. I don't. I don't know if Ryan Day is MAGA, but I, hopefully, I don't want to know. All these college coaches are trash, honestly. All these college coaches are trash. You know. And all the and all the owners are all they're all MAGA and all of that stuff. They're Hydra MAGA. Like like a like a uh I remember the co- the the owner for the Dolphins. He was all progressive and he had like all you know, he's helping the community and all of this stuff and such and such. And then he got they were given an award at Jackie Robinson, some Jackie Robinson award, he got drunk. He got drunk at the award ceremony and then told the truth. Say, hey man, no, nobody's gonna be kneeling on us. I'm all Trump. I'm pro Trump. That's who they get drunk and he told the real story. He said, "I really feel." Same thing with uh, the old boy at the Texans before he died. They leaked. That's how they really feel. That's how they really feel. You see what I'm saying? That that, that I mean, you know how Jerry Jones really feels. About this, you know, you know how they feel. But you know, um, Robert Kraft is an interesting. I, you know, I don't know what what Robert Kraft is doing, because like on one end he'd be hanging out with Jay Z and Meek Mill, and the other, the other, the next day he'd be hanging out with Trump. Then one day he'd be helping out, giving a bunch of people masks. The next day he's giving Trump a hundred thousand dollars. Like, and, you know, and then on his spare time, you know, be be at the Asian spot. <laughs> You know, he'd be at the age of the spot getting his rocks off. I, he may be Hydra, too. I don't know. It's a lot of Hydra. Like, I, I think, you know, that's the part of, and I'm getting older. I'm just letting you guys know. I'm starting not to care just about anything. You know, I care about my family, my friends, and all of that stuff. But I'm getting to that point. I, I don't know if this is just like a life thing. You get to a point, like, in a certain point in your life, you see stuff that's going on. And you just have, you get numb to everything. <laughs> you don't trust anybody. You don't know who is who. And you just get numb to it all. Like, I just don't know. I don't know. And I care about people. Like, I think what I'm saying is you just, be, you get more inward. You start caring about your people. You care about, you always care about your people. And, and your family and your friends. And I care about, you know, BSO and all of that stuff, right? But... On an overall standpoint, it's just like, shit, well, what, I mean, what? <laughs> I mean, it, it happens every single day. Every single day we have to sit here and talk about this. It, 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 it's, it's making life not fun. It, it's, life is not, it's not fun. You know, it, you know so, so you, I think you have more fun when you go a little more inward and you have fun with your people and your real friends and your real family and the people that you can trust and, and things like that, but outwardly, you, you you look at it as a wider thing from the country, and you're like, it sucks. You know, I remember like, I don't know, six, seven years ago, <coughs> six, seven years ago, my timeline on social media, all it was was, you know, sports. It was sports and entertainment and jokes and back and forth. And you know, just clowning, and and it was it was thing. Now, even though, even though, like you know, I would say the the majority of the people that I follow are 
sports oriented is so much politics on my timeline more than I want to see. Like I get up, you know, every day, like I have a, a little thing, you know, I, I get up, I check, you know, what's happening, you know, in, in, the, uh, in general, I used to check what happened in the sports world, right? What's happening in the sports world? You know, what is we going to write about today? What's going on? What's trending? Right. And then now it's like a trends used to be, you know, fun stuff to talk about, you know, now it's Bernie, the trending right now. Bernie, Biden, healthcare, healthcare hotties. What is that? I mean, I don't know. The DNC, Elizabeth Warren, Super Tuesday, all of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? And it's been like that for like four years. And it's, it, 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 it'll drill you down. Red cup. So while I understand why some of you don't like Biden, I get that, right? I understand that. And I don't think we can come back like from this, not in any short term, because now we know. Even if Biden was to win, right? Even if Biden was to win, <coughs> and we uh and we don't have no, I don't have the Rona, relax. I got some caught in my throat. <laughs> relax. Um even if even if see see this is what I'm talking about. Like I just got a tweet that says, stop it. Biden is Trump light. So you're gonna get Trump again. But even if Biden wins, right, you can't go back, right? It's like getting um it's like when you get cheated on, right? Once you know that you've been cheated on, you always know. You can't get it back. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just not you can't so even if the person that you with is is, is been is after they cheated on you was the nicest person of all time. And your relationship was great. In the back of your mind, you will always know that they cheated on you. Like you just can't go back. You can't. So Trump is basically the the mistress or whatever, right? So you can't go back. Like you can go forward, but you always are going to remember that you got cheated on. So even if we go forward with whoever we go forward with, we're always going to know now that there's about half of the country that hate minorities, right? That hate equality and all of this stuff. It's not 20%, it's not 5%, it's not 25%, it's 50, 55, 60%. You know what I'm saying? And you can't come back from that. I don't know, you go forward, but I don't know how you, you come back from that. And, and yeah. I See, the thing about when I'm talking about Tom Brady and Hydra and in Hydra Magnum, right? Is there are a lot of people look, here's the thing that you need to understand. Trump, a lot of people was Trump's friend back in the day. You see what I'm saying? You know, that's why Trump was always in the rap songs and the rap videos and all this other type of stuff. People like to party with Trump. People like to hang out with Trump. You know, if you listen to any uh, raps from the, the, the 80s into like the 2000s, you're probably going to get a Trump reference in there. A lot of people like Trump. A lot of people were friends with Trump. What happens is, is now Trump's the president. And the thing about Trump being the president is like they know that he's, he, you know, he shouldn't be the president, but they still like him. So if you're Tom Brady, you're like, well, I like Trump. I play golf with Trump or whatever. You pay many plays golf with Trump. 
Peyton Manning's been in the White House. Peyton Manning's Hydra Magna too. So they all they all like Trump, but they're not gonna. The problem is like when it comes down to it, when you're in a voting booth, only you and God know who you're voting for. Only you and God know who you're voting for. So if you are Tom Brady or Floyd Mayweather or Kanye West or Peyton Manning, and you're in that voting booth, if you're the next door neighbor, the teacher, the doctor, the lawyer, the cop, and you're in that voting booth, you only know who you're voting for. And I can only go by what happened. <laughs> what happened? There were states that they said was no way they would be Trump, and they ended up being Trump. Somebody's voting. Somebody's voting. And I think what happened was uh, we got we got lazy as a country. And honestly, I don't think that we've gotten any better. You know what I'm saying? I don't think we got so better. From what I'm seeing, I see people say, hey, I'm not, I'm not going to vote for anybody. You can get Trump for another four years. That's why I stopped complaining. It's nothing to complain about now because it, here's the thing. It's one thing to get blindsided, right? If you get blindsided by it, then you can say, damn, I got blindsided. I, got blind, I didn't know what was going to happen. I got blindsided. I didn't see the punch coming. That's what knocked me out. You can't say they would be blindsided by Trump. Now, you have four years. There's no blindside right now. You know what you People know what they're doing now. It's been four years, right? Four long years. You know there's no blindside. So if Trump wins again, there's no excuses. There's no, I was lazy. I was blindsided. I didn't really think he could win. That's why I didn't vote. There are no excuses. So if he wins, all I'm going to do is sit in my red cup and say, hey, yeah, I live in a country where 50, 60% of the people are racist. I mean, what can you do? What, what can you do? All you can do is worry about yourself. The same thing with, same thing with, with, with Russia. You know, right? You know that you know that Russia and Facebook and it all you know all this misinformation is out there, right? You know it now. You can't say you didn't you got blindsided before. How how dare Facebook put out a bunch of misinformation? You know it now. You know most of the stuff is lies. So once again, there's no excuses. You know Russia and all these other people are doing it. You don't know that. You don't know that. The thing about white people and Obama, and I should point this out to you, is that Obama can't win with just black people. So you see what I'm saying? Like, you can't win an election with just black people. So you have to touch some portion of, of white America to win a, a, any type of thing. You see what I'm saying? You know, now Trump, no, Trump can win without any black people. I mean, it's always. I mean, it's a it's a qualifier. I mean, you can't go through any election without getting some percentage of something. But you know, he, Trump can win with five percent black people, seven percent black people, right? Biden can't win with seven percent black people. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? So 
That's the difference. Trump can win with white women and white men. That's it. That's all he needs. He can't just win with Kanye West, and he, he can't. You, 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 got, you got to have some more, right? So if you're asking me, if you're MAGA, are you racist, right? If you're MAGA, are you this, are you that? If you're Republican, are you racist and all of this stuff? I don't know if it's so much the party, Republican, Democrat, because I'm an independent. I think they both are trash. What, what I'm saying is, is that if you're MAGA, right, and, and the whole point, the, the saying of MAGA is make America great again. What exact, what time period are you referring to? Because none of the time periods in the past were good for minorities. Not the 1800s, not the 1900s, not too much the early 2000s. So when, what, what time period do you want to make it great again? And when was that time period great for black people? So inherently, there's some racism to being black. Now, there's a nuance in the fact that, let's take Tom Brady, for example, right? Tom Brady is probably not, in an in a, in a overall sense, is MAGA. What he is, he's, he's friends with Trump, right? So I don't know if being friends with Trump necessarily makes you MAGA because I don't think Tom I don't think Tom Brady cares about the ideology of MAGA or the Republican Party or anything like that. Tom Brady cares about Tom Brady. Right? And he just happens to have friends that have that type of ideology. I think that's that's the difference. Do you really think Floyd Mayweather knows anything about politics? You think Floyd Mayweather knows anything about the intricacies of the government? You know what I'm saying? He just is friends with Trump. Kanye would like he would like you to think that he knows what he's talking about, but he's just one of those people that, that say things, uh, say a lot of things because he thinks he's smart, but he really is not saying anything. He doesn't know anything about anything. He just boys with Trump. So I think you there's there's an ideology, and then there's, you know, I'm boys with Trump. And I think that's the difference. Now, when you take someone at a higher level, like, say, Jerry Jones, right? Jerry Jones wants the MAGA ideology to stay in effect because it helps rich people. That That's the thing. I'm, Jerry, you can, I don't know if Jerry Jones is racist or such and such or what, but the ideology of the Republican Party and MAGA is to keep rich people rich. So he cares about money more than, than anything else. So if, if it's between him keeping his money and black people having equality, he's going to pick his money every single time. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, however you want to, you know, take that to be, that's what I'm saying. So there's, there's different variations of it. Now, that yeah, most owners are. Now, most owners, if you look at it like this, most owners, obviously, they have black players, right? And there are black players that swear by Jerry Jones, that swear by Robert Kraft or whatever, because this is the whole, the thing where, where black people, this only happens to black people. Black people are separated into groups by white people, especially rich white people. If you fit their box of what they want the black person to be, then they're okay with you. But the majority of how they feel about black people are probably more on the side of racist white people or privileged white people. How they see everyday black people. Yes, Jerry Jones is not racist to Michael Irvin and Emmett Smith, right? 
But, you know, Jerry, I don't think Jerry Jones would have uh, Michael Irvin running his business. Like, it's kind of like um, uh, trading places. See what I'm saying? There's a difference in that. Right, I mean that's the, that's the difference, you know. You know, Robert Kraft can talk about Antonio Brown, but if we actually look, Antonio Brown, look, I'm not saying Antonio Brown didn't do a lot to himself, but Antonio Brown and Robert Kraft, let's think about this logically, okay? Antonio, Robert Kraft, you know, gives money to Trump, gets hand jobs, you know, from. And I'm not saying that the, the Asian spy ladies were there against their will, but let's just say I'm pretty sure if the Asian spy ladies, if they had a choice, they would prefer not to be giving hand jobs to 90-year-old white men. If they had a choice, let's just put it like that, right? Is what Robert Kraft doing, you know, Antonio Brown is caught up basically in a in a situation where he's been extorted. He, and, you know, where he was treating some girl bad and busting on her back and stuff like that. She wanted $2 million, you know, so she could pay, you know, for her new wedding and all of that stuff. And, you know, he didn't give it to her, so she, he said that, she, you know, she got raped. You know, he had somebody painting, somebody was painting at his house and, and, you know, naked. And he was, you know, watching them have sex, you know, with all of this stuff. You know, like, just rich athlete stuff that you see on Playmakers and Ballers, Right? You know, he has a problem with his baby mama and he throws penises at her, you know, gummy penises. Like, is that any different than, you know, Robert Kraft getting a hand job from someone that really doesn't want to give him a hand job? I'm pretty sure Robert Kraft knew that the Asian spy ladies don't get enjoyment out of giving him a hand job. 97-year-old Robert Kraft. You see what I'm saying? But he's passing judgment on Antonio Brown. Jerry Jones has been married for 40 years, right? Jerry Jones outwardly deals with escorts and strippers and all of this type of stuff. I mean, you've seen the photos. You've seen the photos. It's not like he's hiding it or anything. You know, he's a, he, Jerry Jones is a drunk. He drinks a lot and all of this stuff. The, the guy from uh, the Colts, the owner for the Colts, you know, got drugs in his car. You know, he's, he's a drug addict and all of this stuff. Nobody's, you know what I'm saying? Ursay, Jim Ursay, drug addict, drunk. You know, go go look at the history of uh, the guys that own the Broncos, his son and their family and all of that stuff. Look at the history of the people that own the Saints. If you go, if you dig deep in the history of some of these owners, they really shouldn't be judging. Uh, they really should be judging anybody, especially the players. Yeah, cocaine, all type of stuff in his car. All type, and he got you know. You get here's my thing. What can you do to an owner though? Oh, we, we you can't come to the press box. You know, you can't come to the owner's box for six weeks. Come on, now. Elway's definitely maggot. And what Elway was the the you know what did he say? Elway was like uh, first off, Elway did a couple of things. L.A. was one of those, you know, shut up and dribble guys. And then he straight up lied about Colin Kaepernick. And then he he wrote a letter to try to give, like, you know, the MAGA person uh, a bunch of money and stuff. So, yeah, so these guys are fake. These guys are fake. <clears throat> but here we are. Yeah, Jimmy Pat Bowler, there's some wild stuff going on. There. 
I mean, hell, like it's not even MAGA, right? But if you go to YouTube and if you go to YouTube and um, look up, I forget what the name of it is, but it's like um, it's the behind the scenes of the 80s Lakers. It's the behind the scenes of the 80s Lakers. And it talks about uh, Jerry Buss and what's, what what they were doing in the, in back in the day. That's not even Mac. It's just good. It's just to let you know when I'm just talking about, you know, people that got the, you know, oh, it's the, all the owners and the owners. It, it, Jerry Buss is wild. Jerry, Jerry the, it was a guy, I can't forget his name, used to own the Redskins. Uh, and he had did some wild stuff. Not not the guy that owns the Redskins now, but the guy before him. He did some wild stuff. Yeah, Elway, yeah, you know. I would never buy a car from Elway's dealership. Jack Ken Cook. There are some wild stories about Jack Ken Cook. You just Google wild stories the way he treats he treated women and black people. Man. And you know about old boy from the Clippers, but not not the new the old guy. You know, he'd like to walk around looking at the black dudes' penises. <laughs> People thought like the 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 um Oh yeah, yeah. Donald Sterling like to look at the black dudes' penises. You thought like them tapes uh, of him, you know, not wanting his girl to talk to Magic Johnson was bad. It's worse if you go deeper, right? The, Pat, the Jerry Richardson had his, he would give the girls in the office like lingerie to wear, and wanted them to rub his feet on his desk. These are the quote unquote superior race. Yeah, this is superior race. Great. So this is kind of depressing, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I didn't start off with it being the uh, dressing. You know. Tom Brady is not better than anybody. He's just a human being. I don't. I never get that. Like, he's just an athlete. Just because somebody has more money and more fame, they don't make them any better or less than anybody else. I don't know why you guys, why some of you guys put these athletes on a pedestal. Put people on a pedestal in reality. He's just a regular person. I've met Tom Brady a couple of times. He seems like a, he, I mean, he doesn't say a lot. You know, he just, you know, is, is he's Tom Brady. I've interviewed Tom Brady before. I've, I've talked to Tom Brady before. Seems like a nice enough guy. Doesn't seem like a bad guy. But he's just a regular old guy. You know what I'm saying? He just seems like a regular person. Some of these people are terrible people. I can tell you that right now. Some of these athletes are terrible people, and they're not better than you. They're worse than you, way worse than you. So you don't know anybody. Just because somebody has a name and fame and money and all of that stuff, that doesn't make them any better or any worse than anybody else. Sometimes they're worse. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes people that, there, are, there are people that are poor that are trash. There are people that are poor that are nice. There are rich people that are trash and rich people that are nice. It's just the way it is. I, the IG model industry is, it's going to collapse on itself at one point. Here's the thing about uh, uh, Ben Roethlisberger. This is all I can tell you. From There was a time from when from when Ben was in college to he locked the girl in the bathroom that he was an evil person. I mean, he was a predator. He was an evil person. He was a, a sexual predator. No different than... Um, the, the, the safety from the Saints. He's an evil person. He, he was he was Bill Cosby. He was Bill Cosby. 
Now, all I can say is after he got suspended and almost went to jail, from that point on, besides his little scuffles with his receivers and stuff, and he still says some suspect things, all I know is that, you know, he's been on the up and up since then. He got married, had a bunch of kids and stuff. But that doesn't change the fact from a, that was about a 10-year period where the man was basically Darren Sharp. He was Harvey Weinstein. He was Peel Cosby. That's that's who he was. But they don't bring that up. But, you know, Michael Vick hasn't done anything since the dog fight, and they bring that up every day. That's the difference between being white and black. If you're white, you can, you know, you can recover, so to speak. If you're black, it'll stay with you forever. Now, I don't have any particular teams or fans or any teams. I'm pretty neutral about it. Darren Sharper was, man, that was... It was worse than what you knew. Darren Sharper was crazy. Darren Sharper, Darren Sharper should let you know because you're like, Darren Sharper. Tony Dungy, I don't know if he's Hydra. Tony Dungy is just, you know, he's like that super Christian. You know, so he he he's rigid in his beliefs, which is fine as long as you don't disrespect anybody, right? Like, you could have a belief. Like, I don't believe that transgender women should be playing women's sports. But, you know, I'm not saying that you should, you know, I don't say anything disrespectful toward them. It's just a belief. Hydra MAGA is just, you know, people that support Donald Trump and racism and things like that. But in your face, you would think, you know, they were just normal people. Just a facade. It's just a facade. Yeah, I don't think Tony Dungy, um, I don't think Tony Dungy likes Colin Kaepernick. Tony Dungy was not. A fan of of the kneeling. Jenny Bus, there's rumors about Jenny Bus. There's rumors. That's the difference between being a quarterback and a running back. I mean, Tannehill's success is, is tied to Derrick Henry, but Tannehill got the cash, and Derrick Henry is gonna maybe get ten million dollars a year. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? So that's. Don't if you have a if you had if you if you got a son and he has some athletic ability, uh, don't make him be a running back. Hell, make him play baseball or, or soccer or something. You know what I'm saying? Dwight Howard. Um, there's a lot of stories about Dwight Howard. That could be a whole episode in and of itself. Dwight Howard's an interesting, interesting character because Dwight Howard was a legit virgin. Uh, when he came into the league, do you remember when Dwight Howard wanted to change the uh, the, uh, the the symbol from the Jerry West to Jesus? He he was a legit virgin, legit didn't know nothing about nothing when he came into the league. And the old girl, the the the, um, the cheerleader that they had on the Magic, turned his ass out, and he's never been the same. She turned the first, you know. He, he fell in love with the first piece of you-know-what that he got, and he never been the son. Yeah, Royce Reed turned him out, fell in love with the first piece that he got, got the first piece that he got pregnant, and he ain't never been the same. He ain't never been the same. He fought it for a while. Like, he still was trying to be the Jesus guy. While, you know, and that's a, that's, a, that's a cautionary tale about locking somebody up basically for 18 years and, and not letting them see how the real world is. And then letting them loose in the on the NBA 
with a bunch of money and a bunch of groupies. Yeah, man, that that Dwight. There, there's nobody actually even knows how many kids Dwight has. I think he claims four or five. Um, there was a time where I had researched years ago that it was more like eight or nine, and now I'm hearing it could be anywhere between twelve and thirteen, twelve, fourteen. It's a lot. Remember he dated the the Christian singer, you know, for a while, got knocked her up, and she was all in love and stuff, and then left her too. Love Chad. Love Ocho. Ocho's my guy. Ocho's probably the only athlete that I'm actually, I would consider myself friends with. You think the black community would embrace Lamar Cam winning the Super Bowl more than Russ? Um, I don't think nobody really has a problem with Russ. You know, Russ is like Tom Brady in the sense that he just doesn't say a lot. But he, he does a good things. And Russ is fine. There's nothing wrong with Russ. Uh, Russ, you know, Russ... Here's the thing, if you just, I feel like that's Russ' authentic self. Like, I mean, let me rephrase it. I think, I don't think he's putting on a front. I think that's how he is. And I think that he's a good guy. Now, I think behind the scenes, he's kind of like Steph Curry. He probably curses and, and does all this other stuff. But, you know, his public front facing is, hey, he seems nice enough. I don't think the black community has anything against, you know, Russ. Uh, I, I don't think so. I, I think, I think if, I think if, Lamar Jackson won a Super Bowl. I think it would, it would, it would be helpful uh, to the next generation. I, I think you know. Well, I mean, Mahomes got the ugly white girlfriend. Like, I don't think that we nobody doesn't support Mahomes. I think everybody like he's a good player. I think if you're a good player, people are going to support you. It's a great player. So I think people like Mahomes. Nobody has beef with Mahomes. I mean, it's just, and not, nobody's like saying Mahomes is not black or anything like that. It's just, you know, he, he, you know, it's just his upbringing is, you know, more toward the ugly white girl side. That's all. That's all. I mean, he just like ugly white girls. I mean, with Cabo and it was all, you know, it's all ugly white girls in Cabo. I mean, it's, but it doesn't seem like it's, it, once again, it seems authentic. It's not like he likes ugly white girls because he doesn't like black people. I just think, you know, he went to Texas Tech and all this stuff. He just likes ugly white girls. And that's all. So I, I don't think I, – I, but, like, once again, though, I think Lamar Jackson is – it would be for a couple of reasons, I think, you know. And I don't want to put that pressure on him, but Lamar Jackson, first off, they said that, you know, he couldn't – he couldn't he couldn't pass. He couldn't do this. He couldn't do that. They, I mean, they wanted him to be a wide receiver. He, he does very well in his rookie year. He wins the MVP in his second year, and they still they still don't want to give him credit. Like, if you took Lamar Jackson, you know, better, better, you know, Lamar Jackson versus Baker Mayfield versus Sam Darnold, all of the other guys and all of that stuff, his two, you know, his two years have been elite in comparison to the other ones, but they don't want to give him credit. Like, nobody, it's odd, nobody talks about Sam Darnold. Sam Mono Darnold. You know what I'm saying? I don't know about I don't know about Mahomes. Like he, you know, that tweet about Trayvon was a pretty, pretty uh long ago. Uh, I don't know. Like he plays things close to the vest. I mean, it's hard for me to give a, a you know, an answer. Deshaun Watson. Uh, I don't know about Deshaun Watson. You know, I don't like the fact that Deshaun Watson said that you know he don't want to speak up about things because, you know, he don't like to take sides. 
Well, Jay, well, here's the thing. If Jalen Hurts was white, he would definitely get a front look. But he's black, so we have to see. I think he can thank Lamar Jackson for, you know, maybe his draft stock coming up a little bit. He can thank Lamar Jackson, you know, for that. Yeah, Watson is controlled. Watson is not, you know, he comes from Dabo Luther King. So, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And he's around, yeah, you know, Dabo Luther King, J.J. Watt, you know, yeah. I mean, one can say that that there's really no difference between. I mean, one actually one can say that Jalen Hurts is a better pro prospect than Josh. What Josh Allen was, the only difference between Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen is Josh Allen is built like you know Cam Newton, so they figured built like Cam Newton with the arm they can create a. You know, Drew Brees is Mac. I mean, that's not even. I don't like. I don't trust Drew Brees to the point. They said Drew Brees gave five million dollars. I would like to know exactly what how that five million dollars came from, and and I'm not saying listen, the the five million dollars is great. I'm hoping it gets to the right people and everything. But Drew Brees is a scammer, so I wouldn't be surprised if he if it didn't come out of his pocket. I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't come out of his pocket. If anybody did any type of research, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a scam behind that. That's a scam behind that. Yeah, yeah. Drew Brees is not a you know, Drew Brees is a fraud, basically. Oh, so Drew Brees Foundation, oh, meaning that he's not paying a dollar, right? Right, he's washing money. He's basically Marty from Ozark, right? He's Marty from Ozark. Yeah, yeah, he, he's, he's, he's Marty from Ozark. He's washing money. Yeah, Drew Brees is a scam. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a scam. You, you know, that, that's not just me saying it. You can go look Drew Brees' scam, and you can find out. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Any, Drew Brees is a liar. Drew Brees sat up there and lied and said, hey, I don't know anything about this, you know, anti-gay uh, company that I'm working for, even though he had been working for him for, like, 10 years. He's a scam. He, he, he votes Trump. Go look at the stuff that he said about Kaepernick. And when I say look at the stuff about Kaepernick, it's not even about Kaepernick. It doesn't matter if you like Kaepernick or not. What I like to see is how white players or people like to tell black people how they should handle stuff. That's always a telltale sign of a MAGA person when they say these little keywords like respect the flag, respect the country, respect the military, respect the... The military, respect such as respect America. Like, it's odd to me that as a white person, you telling black people to respect this stuff that don't respect us. The military doesn't respect black people. You know what I'm saying? America doesn't respect black people. Damn sure the flag. The flag, once again, as we talked about, is about freedom, home of the free, free, home of the brave. What do I think about Big Ben? I think that he's a rapist. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Those things are not mutually exclusive. Yeah. Something, there are bad people that play in the, the, you know, in the NFL. I mean, Terrell Suggs bleached his uh, baby mama. Made a drink bleach. um, And threw out of a car. Bad people play in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Aaron Rodgers is interested. Um, Aaron Rodgers is I think Aaron Rodgers is just an asshole. Like, I, but I think he's on the right side of history. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think when it comes to the 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 the, the, the uh, racist stuff and racial things, 
I think he's normally on the right side of history. I just think he's an asshole, <laughs> and which is fine because sometimes to be a quarterback in the NFL, you got to be an asshole. But I don't think he's a he's like all I. That's all I care about. You can be an asshole. You can be a bad guy. I mean, let me rephrase it. You can be an asshole. You can be all of this other stuff. As long as you're on the right side of the racial issues, I don't have a problem with you. Yeah, he might hate his family. I don't care about any of that. You can be arrogant. You can have problems with your dad, uh, mom, and the, your brother that was on The Bachelor and all of that stuff. But he seems to be on the right side of racial issues. You know what I'm saying? So I'm fine with that. Like, that's why 90 times I, like, I really don't, like, I don't really have a problem with Skip Bayless is because Skip normally keeps it on the court and on the field. You know what I'm saying? So he may say LeBron is, is not clutch and LeBron can't do this and LeBron can't do it, but it's normally on the field, on the court. And I don't really care about stuff like that because those are just random, you know, opinions, right? Like, but when it comes to the racial stuff, he normally is on the right side of that. You know what I'm saying? Like you won't, See, that's the difference between I say like him and maybe Kyle and Cowherd. Cowherd normally keeps it on the field, but every once in a while he'll venture over into like personal, like he did with John Wall, and I can't rock with that. <laughs> Red Cup. I can't rock with that. But if you want to just talk, you know, if you just want to say stuff on the field, I don't, you know, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. You know, I don't have an issue with that. He's you got to go read it. He, you know, John Wall when he came into the league, he was doing the Dougie. He knew how to Dougie. He, he, and then he was talking about how John Wall acts that way because he doesn't have a, fa uh, a father and all of this stuff. It was it was personal. You got to go look it up. Now Skip, when he was with the Cowboys, remember he talked about Troy Aikman being gay and all of that stuff. <laughs> See, so it used to be like that. So you know, but he, I mean, he did it with the white guy. So I don't, I don't really care. <laughs> Yeah, Skip wrote a book and basically called Troy Aikman gay, and Troy Aikman wanted to beat his ass for, like, you know, many, many, many years. Still today, he hates it. But Skip is smart. When it comes to the, you know, when it comes to the black stuff, he he stays on the right. That's why you really don't, I don't really have a problem with Skip. Same, like, same thing with Max Kellerman. Max will say, like, Max is really good with the boxing, but Max will say some wild sports takes that really make no sense at all. But... When it comes to, you know, when it comes to the black stuff, you know, he's pretty good on that. Troy does look like the white Jesus. Troy, you know, yeah, so it's, it, that, that's what I'm looking for. Like, I don't really care about people's sport takes. You know why? Because they're just opinions. So who cares? Everybody has an opinion about a sports take, right? It's just, I care. Max, I don't think Max is Hydra. I've, I've known Max for a very long time. Um, and I've, I've never... Never got that vibe with 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 Max. Max is like a Max Max. I don't like black women and stuff and all of that stuff. Same thing with Nick Wright. Nick Wright got a with a black wife and everything. So Nick is always good with the black stuff. It's just it takes a while. You know what I'm saying? It takes a while. That that see that's the thing. Like I don't have a like a problem with Nick Nick Young. It's just the problem with not Nick Young Nick Wright. The problem with Nick Wright is. His takes are so extreme, they feel almost personal. And that's what got him in trouble with Kobe. It's like you can have, you got to, there's a, there's a nuance to that. Like you can keep it on the court, but if they're so extreme, it's like it feels like a personal vendetta. Well, Nick learned from Kyle. 
But he's normally on the right side of the, you know, he's on the right side of the racial stuff. Max was not the 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 boxer reporter that I caught with the male as the 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 male escort in the elevator years ago. Um, I've told that story before. And I'm pretty sure that was a, a male escort because it was a big black guy girl that was about six foot, and I'm pretty sure it was a it was a it was a male escort. I'm pretty sure it was a male escort. Pretty sure it was a, a the transgender or some a man pretending to be a woman. I don't know, but. Yeah, that's back when I used to go out. I don't. I don't really hang out that late anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, it wasn't. It wasn't Max Kellerman, and I'm not gonna say who the boxer. I mean, who the reporter is because he's married with children and stuff like that. I'm not trying to cause no problem in his uh in his marriage or anything like that. He, I mean, he wasn't hurting anybody. I mean, he just was getting his rocks off with a you know a six foot two um, man woman black man woman so i mean if that's what you want to do that's what you want to do it's not it didn't do nothing illegal i mean i guess it was illegal but i mean he wasn't hurting nobody he wasn't hurting nobody so yeah i mean what are you supposed to do i don't want to like i said i don't you know i don't want to you know yeah yeah i mean like i said i mean no it wasn't allegedly i mean i was there <laughs> i mean i saw i saw it i mean i was no allegedly to it yeah, I, I can't say allegedly. I, I was in the elevator. I mean, they wasn't going up to talk. I, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure of that. Pretty sure they weren't going to talk about who won the fight that night or the weigh-in or anything. And so there's no allegedly to that. I've heard that story. Uh, I've heard that story. Say he still is a terrible person. What's the best way for a black quarterback to navigate his career without being a sellout? Just be yourself. You gotta, here's things. People are going to think what they're going to think about you. If you're being your authentic self, then there's nothing to worry about. There's nothing you, there's nothing you can do. Like, there's nothing Lamar Jackson can do or say that's going to change how certain people feel about you. You know what I'm saying? Even if you win, they still, I mean, they still going to get on you. Even if, even if Lamar Jackson won a Super Bowl, there will still be critics. That's just the way it works. Just be yourself and don't worry. That's, that's a life... Uh, that's a life lesson. If you just if you be yourself, then you don't have nothing else to worry about. There's nothing you there's, I learned I had to learn that the hard way. I used to try to convince people. People would say things about me that I knew wasn't true. And would say things about me. I actually had to check uh Robert Clemenko the other day about stuff like that. But people would say things about me that I knew wasn't true. People would say things about BSO that wasn't true. People wouldn't give credit where credit was due. And I used to try to argue these people down. You know what I'm saying? I would try to explain to them. I would try to reason with them. I would try to be right. It doesn't matter. People. Some people are always going to feel a certain way about you, regardless of what you do. So all you can do is just be yourself. If you be yourself, you can look at yourself in the mirror, and you can be okay with it. And the day, I swear, I swear to you, the day that I started doing that, the day that I just like, you know something? I'm just going to do me. And I'm comfortable with me. I'm going to talk the way I want to talk. I'm not going to try to please everybody. Everything got so much better in my life. Because you will be exhausted trying to put on this front or trying to justify your actions and all of that stuff. I, I you know, that's, that's one thing about Trump. He don't try to justify anything. Like, this is me. This is who I am. And 
Deal with it. Red. Uh, nothing is starting back up for, was it April? Uh, nothing is starting back up at least in June. So the Tupac thing with, with uh, Sheldon, uh, with Tyson and uh, Bruce Sheldon, right? Um, that's a story that I've told many, 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 many times because it's really, it's really true. It's a true story. Um, so, you know, Pac got shot in Vegas. The reason that Pac was in Vegas was because he was good friends with, with Mike Tyson. And Mike Tyson was doing, this is when Mike Tyson had got out of jail and was doing his comeback fights, right? So this all is all predicated about what happened after. So Mike Tyson was fighting Bruce Seldon. Bruce Seldon was kind of past his prime, but, you know, in the years prior, was a pretty solid uh, heavyweight. I think he actually held the title, uh, one of the titles, for a little bit of time. So he's a good, solid heavyweight. Um, and Mike, this was, like I said, Mike had came back and they kind of gave him some soft touches, and Bruce was past his prime. Well, Tyson knocks out Bruce Seldon in the first round. And there's a video of, of Tupac in the MGM, either like by the locker room or something, talking about how Mike knocked his ass out real quick. So Tupac, it was since he Mike knocked him out so fast, it wasn't early enough to go to the club because Mike had knocked him out so quick. So Tupac was leaving the MGM. And when he left the MGM, that's when he ran into the little gang member in the uh, in the lobby. Now, anybody that's been to the MGM before, the MGM is, I still think it's the biggest square footage uh, casino in Las Vegas. I don't know, like, at least at that time. I don't know if they built something bigger since then. But honestly, I've been to pretty much every single hotel. In Vegas. I still think, square footage-wise, I still think it's the biggest one. So the chances of you running into somebody in the MGM if, you know, something changes just a little bit, it's slim to none. Well, he runs into the guy. There's video, obviously, of them, like, 10 dudes stomping him out. Now, if you believe that guy was the shooter or his people were the shooter, then it was that altercation that ended up leading them to try to get Pac, you know, Lando, uh, that led them to shooting Tupac later on in, that, in the evening while they were on the way to the club. Also, Pac, because it was so hot in Vegas at the time, decided not to wear his bulletproof vest. That would have probably saved his life because some of the shots got into his lungs and stuff like that. So uh, the point is, if Bruce Seldon, even if Bruce Seldon lasts one more round, three more minutes, four more minutes, five more minutes, or whatever it may be, two rounds or whatever, because Orlando was in the casino just walking around, the chances of him running into Pac would have been highly unlikely, and you know the, the the series of events would be different. Now that's that's life in general. I mean, life is all about wrong place, right time, right place, you know, wrong time, and all of that stuff. I mean, basically, if you know, it's just the way things work. You know, like it, sometimes it works in everybody's benefit. You take someone like uh, like Van Van Latham. You know, he has his situation with TMZ. Is up causes him to leave, but now he's working with Bill Simmons and and the Ringer, which opens up an opportunity for me to do that, which may open up a bigger opportunity down the road. You know, like that's just how life works. So I was just I was watching old school. Uh, they had it on ESPN too. I was watching old school boxing uh, last night, and they had the some of the, the Mike Tyson fights, and I remember the Bruce Seldon fight. That's what you know. That's what happened. You know, 
actually, uh, Cash, I'm actually um, going to do it. I don't need it, but, I mean, I'll take it. <laughs> I'm actually going to file for that free grant. I'm, I surely am. I was going to get to it this week because um, all they said is that you just have to prove that you, you, know, you have to buy some stuff to uh, get the grant. And I had to get this light. Because I, you know, the light you see would come up in my glasses. I had to get the light because you know I was doing some remote stuff, so that should be good enough. So I take that money. <laughs> I definitely take that money if they want to give it to me. I feel the government owes like reparations. I have attended uh, NABJ several times. Um, I have certain thoughts about that. <laughs> I have certain thoughts about NABJ. Uh, if you have questions, I answer them. But beyond that, I keep them to myself and everything. There hasn't been a lot of stories during the, the like the middle of the day. That's why I could talk longer. Like before, when everything was going on, I was shooting TMZ. I was doing a lot of stories, uh, all of this stuff. Uh, so I didn't have the time to do these long ones. Black black men bashers at NABJ. Um, um, I don't know if I would say that. I, I, I just would say that I disagree with some of the things that they do. I uh, disagree with some of the people that they bring in to speak. Uh, I disagree with some of the charges uh, that they charge these young people uh, to go to the uh, go to the conference. Because I've been to a lot of conferences. I spoke. I've spoken at a lot of conferences. And they don't cost six, seven, eight hundred bucks to to go to a conference. I think they're kind of price gouging them. Um, as far as leadership, I mean, um, like they're good people there. I mean, it's not a bad thing. Like it's never a bad thing to to uh, to get a bunch of people in network and all of that stuff. Uh, so there, there's definitely there are definitely success stories from that. Uh, but I also think at a certain time it became a money maker, and also people cared more about the parties than they did about the networking and things like that. And so, if you're there for the right reasons and you use it the right way, it could be beneficial to you. I don't know if everyone sees it like that, or everyone takes advantage of it, or is doing the right you know things. Everything shouldn't come with a price, especially with black people, with black minority writers and reporters there's so few of us uh you would think that you know we wouldn't want to make it harder on us we wouldn't want to make it easier on us that's something that everybody should be able to go to but because of the way the pricing is um it's hard it's hard for a lot of young reporters to actually go and then a lot of times they go and they think they're gonna you know get all of this stuff and they don't really get much out of it except you know credit card debt. So i've always had like a little you know, issue with that. And then sometimes they'll bring in people that I just don't understand. Like, they brought in Amorosa one year. I think they brought in Whitlock one year. Like, these are not the people that you should be bringing to NABJ. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just, I just, you know, I have thoughts, you know. Like, sometimes the, the speakers, I just, I don't understand it. And also, and the, the other issue that I have is this, is like, part of learning to be a, a media person is learning like how to move up the the chain, right? How to, how to be independent, how to move up the ladder, right? 
And a lot of times the speakers that they have, it's like if you got 40 speakers from ESPN, right? That's not realistic, right? Like ESPN is is not going to hire every black person. So if you got every single person up there from ESPN, you're not really doing them a service of showing them how they can survive in the industry. It's just showing them, hey, here's the guys from Sports Center. Here's the such and such. It's like, ideally, those jobs, there's not a lot of those jobs out there. They need to know how to hustle. They need to know how to go around. You need to actually have people talk who had to struggle, you know, a bit. But ESPN sponsors a lot of it. So it's really more like NABJ ESPN Black. That's just my, you know, my opinion on it. Like I've, I've, I've I try not to talk about that publicly because I don't want to. It's a black thing, so I don't want to, you know, make it seem, you know, like a bad thing. But there, I definitely think there's better ways for them to to handle that. Better ways for them to handle that. Uh, Jerry uh, Tarkanian was my favorite uh, college basketball coach. Uh, yeah, I watched uh, Dark Side of the Ring uh, yesterday. Um, last night about the brawl for it all. I remember watching the brawl for it all with Bart Gunn. Um and how he was knocking he knocked out the Godfather, knocked out uh JBL. He was on a mission. Then he almost got killed by Butterbean at WrestleMania. I remember all of that. Yeah. I don't know why they brought Whitlock in. I mean this was kind of back in the day and everything, but they would bring in people. I just didn't. I was like, why would you bring in that person? Only because they're. I mean, they brought in Charles Barkley. I'm like, this was after. This was like Charles Barkley saying that, um, uh, you know, black people, you know, should be nice to the cops and all of that stuff. Yeah, you know, like, like so Charles. We shouldn't. Charles Barkley is not helping. What does Charles Barkley know about becoming a journalist and you know moving up the ranks? He's a professional athlete that got a job because he was a professional athlete. That's not teaching anything. That's just my personal opinion on Just my personal uh, opinion on uh, Yeah, that, that, the dark side of the ring is some good stuff. They're doing Jimmy uh, Superfly Snooker uh, next week, you know, who killed his girlfriend and got away with it for like 40 years. <laughs> you know, he got... <laughs> it's some wild stuff that happens in professional uh, wrestling. Wild stuff that happens in professional wrestling. Yeah, like you know, it's just I don't know. I like I understand you want to have famous. If you get famous speakers, then more people are going to pay to come. But Charles Barkley is not going to give you what you need, the assets to give you to be, you know, whatever. Oh, John uh, Cheney, the 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 college basketball coaches in um, the nineties, eighties, and nineties. Yeah, they they they're pretty wild. John Cheney was wild. What was the guy from Arkansas? Uh, Richardson? He was wild, too. And then John Thompson? They were always ready to fight. Uh, yeah, that was always fight. Vince always came with a suitcase full of money. Yeah. Yeah, wrestling back, yeah, it's, it's different. Uh, it's, 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 it's different now. Yeah, it's, it's different. It could, it's also different because we got older. Like, there was a time when the, most of the 90s, the the attitude era, the WCW, the the that audience was, you know, tw- twenty to twenty five, the the college age, and so now we're you know we're on it. I don't know Doctor Umar. I heard he be talking wild stuff on Twitter, but I don't I don't I don't I don't know nothing about Doctor Umar. 
he one of those guys that you know does the think thing, like R. Kelly. Use your brain. He's a conspiracy theorist, right? I don't know. I, well, the baseball guys still do the um, the Bobby Bonilla contracts. They still do. They still get their money deferred because they're smart. You know. But you can't make it to Charles Barkley level without being a professional athlete. You see what I'm saying? So he doesn't really help the rank and file. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah. So he doesn't have to rank and file. Like it's very different. It would it no matter how like like there's still more people that know Charles Barkley than Stephen A. Smith. Like it's it's a, it's Charles. You can't be Charles Barkley. You see what I'm saying? Like as a black journalist, you're 21 years old. You're 22 years old. You can't be a you can't you can't be black. You can't be like Charles Barkley. You you get fired in like five days. That's what that's what they need. They need someone to say listen. How do I navigate a uh, a studio, a job, a network job where it's ninety percent white people? They're inappropriate. I'm not getting the opportunities. You know what can I do? How can I help? I remember. I think they had the they had the shade room on there as a guest, and they had the or maybe that was a different conference. They had they had some weird they had some weird stuff going on there. Um, Mike uh, Mike Lupica was pretty rude. <laughs> Mike Lupica was a pretty rude guy, arrogant guy, just wanted stuff handed to him. Like type of guy to be like, oh, they only gave us ham sandwich. I wanted, I wanted cheese on my sandwich. I wanted turkey. Where's the mustard? He was one of them type of guys. Mm-mm. That's the problem. Most jobs, like Drew Brees is going to get a broadcasting job if he wants it, right? But nobody knows if Drew Brees is any good, but it's, he's Drew Brees. Just like they gave Jason Witten $5 million, and he wasn't any good at all either. So it's always harder. Young black reporters, I, I mean, you still want to go to the, you still want to go to the universities that are going to give you the best chance because of the alumni. Like, for instance, like, if you go to Northwestern, they have a really famous journalism school. They got a lot of famous journal journalists, so you get help. If you go to USC, uh, there's a lot of famous journalism reporters. You know, you go to Ohio State. You got to go to the Syracuse is another one. So if you want to be a journalist, I would say the best is, well, actually, if you really want to know how to be a journalist today in 2020, I'll be honest with you. You don't necessarily have to go to college in 2020. I would encourage you to go to college because I think college is good for you, help you as a person, your, interp- your interpersonal skills, your communication skills, dealing with different people, blah, blah, blah. But you don't have to go to college uh, these days. In 2020, you could just go on TikTok and somehow become a journalist. Like the guy from like the House of Highlights, I mean, I don't know if he went to school, but you know, you could do it without it. You go on TikTok, you get your YouTube channel, you're good at Twitter, you're good at putting highlights up, you do little videos, you do your live streams on Instagram. If you do enough of that and you get enough of a buzz, someone will come calling. Someone will come calling. That's where we're at right now in 2020. Once again, go to college, though. Go to college. 
and make sure that you learn from stuff like that. Well, Sean Hannity's white, you know. Do I like Wolf? I yeah, I, I like Wolf. I've known him, for, but that's the thing. That's he built that Twitter following from scratch and built his personality. And now what he does? He what he does ESPN. He does. I know he's a Bleacher Report. He's he's a he's a legit NBA reporter. Well, he's handy. I'm pretty sure that he had some privilege and help. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but yeah, you don't have to go to college if you want to be in 2020. You really just need to figure out how to go viral enough. If you get a big enough of a follow, people will come. They they will come. Like J J R the sports brief. Like I I, I meant that when I said that. Um. Uh, JR, JR was one of the originals. Like before everybody had YouTube channels and Instagram, and JR was out there with his camera in New York in 2009 at Rucker Park and all of these things, doing interviews, you know, doing all the stuff that you see now, like all the street and all of the, the streams. And all. He was doing that in 2009, 2010. He was making programs and doing shows in his house, and he was doing all of that. So, much love to JR the sports brief because he worked hard. And that's the thing. Even if you don't go to college, you still got to work hard. You still got to put the content out every day. You got to, you know, do like, and sometimes you just luck up. You can be like Rex Chapman and do block a charge and it becomes like a huge thing. You just don't know. But you don't like the, the model that they teach you in school about journalism is not the, the I don't know if they still teach it, but it's not the model that works right now. I, I like Usman over Masvidal. That's not the model right now. Like if I like I started BSO fifteen years ago, so having a website was you know having a blog was what you did back then, what you did ten years ago if you wanted to get noticed, right? But if I was, if I, if I can go back in time and I was 24 year old me and you just dropped me in 2020, I'd be doing TikTok dances on Instagram every day, you know, doing wild stuff, uploading videos. I would be doing, I'd do it totally different. I'd be doing a left kick, right kick, you know, savage dance, whatever. Because in 2020, if you're a young person, that's how you break into media. You break into media by going viral. It's but newspapers are shutting down. Um, the the long written piece, the long form piece is going away. You need to be a podcaster. You need to be Joe Budden. You know you gotta you gotta do different things. Yeah, Joe Buck calling um Randy Moss a thug. That was it. You know, so you have to if you so if you're young and you you got to do everything because you don't know which one will click. You don't know if your podcast is gonna hit, your Instagram is gonna hit, your Snapchat. You don't know which one, Twitter. So you have to do them all until you figure out what's your niche. For some people, their niche is Facebook. For some people, their niche is YouTube. For some people, their niche is Instagram. Some people niche is Twitter. Some people are podcasting. Some people are video vlogging. Like you know. You got to figure out where your audience is at and, and what you can do. But you got to kind of do it all to see where you fit in. Like there's so many I, there's so many YouTube 
uh, YouTube um, video guys now, reporters. So many, especially in boxing. It's a ton of them. But that's what they do every day. They talking about the sport. They talk about, hey, do you, you know. And you got all the stuff, material you need. Like before, like if I wanted to do a video 10 years ago about, uh, you know, tape or stuff, I can't do it. But now I can get it off, you know, the web. I did see the Panthers clowning the Falcons. The Falcons, those jerseys aren't great. No, I'll be honest with you. They're not great. But the Panthers shouldn't be clowning anybody because they haven't been any good for a while, for at least five years, right? But we have nothing else to do, so we just clown everybody. All right, about lunchtime for me now. About lunchtime. It's good talk, though. It's good talk. Sometimes you got to get it all out of your system. Try to help you guys out. Hmm. I get some lunch. Yeah, I have nothing else to say. I really have nothing else to say. <laughs> I have nothing else to say. Uh, I wasn't even I wasn't even gonna have a live stream today because I had nothing to say. But then I saw Hydra Brady and and the way people were responding to Biden. So I'm like, I got something to say. I won't have I won't do it unless I got something to say because I think we need to talk about it. And plus, honestly, I like to I want to keep these for my like uh, archives. So when I'm old. And stuff, I can go back and tell my kid, my kid, like, hey, look, this this was your your dad was actually, you know, at one point he was somebody. Because at some point, I'm going to retire. I really believe that. I'm going to retire. Somebody's going to offer me a, enough money to go on a private island with, with Dana White. And you guys never going to see me again. I'll be like Barry Sanders. And, no, I'm going to be like Marvin Hagler. Marvin Hagler lost to Sugar Ray Leonard, thought he got robbed. And then Sugar Ray played him on the rematch. They never saw Marvin Hagler again. He was over in France somewhere doing, like, action movies. Be like Barry Sanders. Just be like, I'm out. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Over in Italy. Yeah, Italy's like a big action star over in Italy. That's it. You don't want, yeah. I, I re, I re, um, watched the fight. Some of, I, got, I had it 115-113 for Hagler. Because what else do we got to do besides rewatch fights and score? For the best in sports and sports entertainment, check out BlackSportsOnline.com and you can catch me, Martha Vital, Monday through Friday on TMZ Sports on FS1. Follow me on Twitter at BSO, Facebook Black Sports Online, Instagram, and YouTube BSOTV. I'm out.